none other than Pastor Solon Sunderland. He was born in the rural district of Grange Hill and the parish of Westmoreland, Jamaica. His early education took him to Grange Hill Primary and Mennings High School. At the end of his sojourn at Mennings High School in 1982, he attended the West Indies College, now Northern Caribbean University, sometimes pronounced Caribbean, where he pursued the four-year course in religion and graduated with the Bachelor of Arts degrees in 1992. He went back for a higher education in Northern Caribbean University and graduated 2008 with a master's degree in ministry. Pastor Sunderland began working as an intern in 1993 with the West Jamaican Conference of the Seventh-day Adventists. He has served as a district pastor across the parish of St. James, Trelawney, St. Elizabeth, and Hanover. He has served as board chairman for two Adventist preparatory schools, and in 2003, he founded the Hopewell Seventh-day Adventist Basic School in Hanover. Since the need to fill the senior position in the parish, he was transferred to the Lucia District, where he served as parish coordinator in three other pastoral districts. In 2007, he was transferred to the Granville District of Montego Bay. And in 2010, he was asked to serve as Publishing Director of the West Jamaican Conference. Last year, 2014, he was reappointed to the same position and carries also the responsibility of spirit of prophecy. Pastor Sunderland is married to his lovely wife, Karen Ford, a teacher at the Harrison Memorial Preparatory School in Montego Bay. Together they have three lovely children, two boys and a girl, James Jr., Nathan, and Anya. As a person of humble beginning, and as a second generation of Adventists, Pastor Sunderland firmly believes that the Word of God is truly a, soul, a solid foundation to build on. He believes in the service to God and service to our fellow men. After the special music, we will be embraced by the voice and the word from Pastor. James Sun, hear ye yes. Yeah. 
Only love it to make me sensitive. No more traffic in the streets. The builders too are silent. No more time to harvest we need. She told me that this no was the one to be the Oh, 
That was a wonderful message. Yeah. I want to thank you so much, my sister, for that song. The king is coming. I don't know if you really know, but I know he's coming. The signs are telling clearly that the king is coming. And we need to get ourselves ready to go home with the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Sister Stevens. And thank you, Brother Danley, for your precious words of introduction. I want to thank Pastor Maggie for the invitation to be here with you at Abundant Life. This is a privilege of mine and my family to share and the worship here and to address you. My time here in this city is really the first time in this state and in the city of Las Vegas. And uh, my wife came here two years ago um, and she told me that this year I have to be here and the rest of the children. So I asked my wife and children to stand. I'm glad to be here um, with you. Maybe one of them is sleeping away. My sister-in-law, her sister, Camille, will stand. She lives here. And we're glad that she is hosting us. And she's taking good care of us. I want to bring you greetings from West Jamaica Conference. My president, Pastor Glenn O. Samuels, uh, Secretary, Pastor Donovan Williams, and the Treasurer, Sister Marion Popkin. And greetings from the 226 congregations across the four parishes of Western Jamaica, almost 80,000 members. If I were still a district pastor, I would tell you greetings from six or nine congregations. But I presently don't have a congregation with the responsibility of taking care of our cultivators and the spirit of prophecy. My president believes that that's enough for me. But I can tell you there are still so much things to be done with the four parishes. And I'm glad to serve the Lord. I'm glad for the way he has led my life, for he has shaped my life, and for the privilege to work in ministry. Today, I'm delighted to join with the VIPs and to celebrate with the VIPs. You see, they are very important. Sometimes we don't know until they're gone. Mine are not here today. Both of them have deceased. But I can tell the parents are very important people. If it weren't for our parents, we would not have been here. Uh, very often what we do, we give the accolades and the appreciation after they are gone. I've been to many funerals and I've heard many wonderful things said about those who have gone on before. But I believe now is the time 
to recognize our VIPs, our sinners, our mothers and fathers in Israel, and to let them know that we appreciate them, and to know that God has been so good to them for these many years. And so we are highlighting them today as our very important people. You see, many of them have passed the chronological 60 yards long. Some have passed the 70, the 80, and even 90 yards long. They're heading for the finishing line. They're in the race. And there's something I noticed about races. It is not only at the end that we cheer the runners, but we cheer them while they're in action. Because you see, when we cheer them, it motivates them. It encourages them to keep running. It also must be recognized that the race is not really a race unless there is a finishing. And so, VIPs, you are in the race, and you are heading for the finishing line. And we have come to tell you, you have been doing well. I went to a family last, a uh, few weeks before I came here, and the brother said, Pastor, I am 83 years old, and I'm giving God thanks. I'm still able to get in my vehicle and drive to church and to walk down to the supermarket or to go to the post office and to do many things. And I said, that's a blessing. You know, when I reach your age, VIPs, I want to look as young as you are. God has been good to you. And we want to thank you for your service to humanity and your service to God. You are important to God and to his church. And we thank you for your service. So today, as we spend these moments to reflect upon God's word, I'd like you to stand with me as we read from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 to 14. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8. 14. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. They hears with him for the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in 
multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. But those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Our subject heading for the early gates. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, how great you are. You have made us in your image. You have given us hope through your son Jesus Christ even though sin has marred us you have made a plan to redeem us we've come into your holy temple to worship you we pray that your spirit's power will be felt here and that in all that we have done and would do today be glory and honor to your name in the precious name of Jesus, let the church say, Amen. You may be seated. When we think about uh, our life, especially when we have accomplished many years, we can't help but do some reflection. We've got to look back on our lives and we've got to come to the conclusion that God is truly good. He's really good to me and I know he has been good to you. And VIPs, looking back on your life, you can count the many times that God has demonstrated his marvelous grace, how he had been so integrally involved in your life, how he has helped you, God is truly good. And today we can say, thank you, Lord. You have brought me through the many years. You have seen me through some turbulence. You have carried me up the rough side of the mountain. You have brought me to this milestone in my life. There are so much things to thank you for, Lord. You have been good. God is truly good to us. From conception, he has been good. Just think about how he shaped you from your mother's womb. How he personally formed you and he was involved in putting your members together. Making sure that you developed in the right way. A month ago, a mother came to me and she said, my daughter is crying today she and her husband because they went to the doctor and 
did the ultrasound and the doctor said to her daughter, your child is in trouble because from what I see, the brain is not developed properly at seven months. And so they began crying because they somehow look in the distance that perhaps their child would be born with a serious brain problem. You better be grateful that you came out right. That God allowed you to be born with your brain developed, your senses intact, and that your limbs are at the right place. You have a lot to give God thanks for. He is truly good to us. And in spite of how terrible sin has affected us, God is still good to us. We've got to give him thanks. Just to think of your heart. A medical professionals tells that our hearts start beating after four months of conception. Four weeks rather of conception. After four weeks of conception, our heart begins to beat. And we're told that the heart never stopped beating during conception stage and for the rest of your life it is beating. We're told that our heart beats a hundred thousand times per day. Almost one million times per week, our heart beats. Pumping blood, five liters of blood in our body, every beat. Up to 2,000 gallons of blood, the heart is pumping every single day. Just then try to make a calculation of how much beat your heart has done since you were conceived from four months to 70 years. You would have had 2.5 billion beats at 70 years. And to know that God keeps your heart beating every time, every minute, for these 70 years. And sometimes people live 90 or 100 years, or even think of how your calculator would not be able to hold the figures of Methuselah who lived 969 years. God is truly good. So there is much to celebrate the goodness of God. From childhood to adulthood, he has been there for you. He guided your life and kept you. He shielded you from disaster. He protected you from accidents. He held you back from pitfalls. He delivered you out of troubles. And though you were threatened by diseases and affected 
trials, God saved you from death. God is truly gracious. No wonder the psalmist in Psalm 91 verse 2 says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. In Psalm 121 verse 5 he says, the Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. God is truly good. We need to praise him. Did you hear what I said? We need to praise God. We need not be silent about it because God truly has been good. But sometimes we don't know how good God is until we are really in trouble. So I would suggest that rather than learning how to praise him when you are in trouble, you better learn to praise him when you are having a good time. Because sometimes when you get into trouble, you don't know how to praise him. You, you mourn and you complain. But when you learn to praise him in good times, when bad times come, you can still praise him. Job learned that lesson. And so when he lost everything and he was confronted with sickness and discouragement, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is truly good and we need to learn to praise him. He has been our provider, hasn't he? He has provided for you. And if you don't know what it means yet to be hungry, I've often said to my children, you don't know what it means to be hungry. They said, Daddy, I'm hungry. I said, you don't know what it means to be hungry. Some of you can identify with me. When you live in the country parts out in the Caribbean and when you have to rely on the fruits out in the vineyards to keep you alive. Or you learn what it means to live on some menial things, but God kept you. He provided every moment of your life. You know what it means when you live in the Caribbean to put on your pot and pray and expect a miracle. God is truly good to us. He provides for us enough fruits to tantalize our taste buds enough vegetables to purge us, enough food to nourish us. God is truly good. And sometimes we even forget to thank him for what he provides. I didn't know what it meant to be providing for a family when I was a child. I took it for granted. My mama and my papa provided something. And, I, and now I am a, I'm a grown man, I have a family. And I said, this is what my parents went through. Providing for me every single day. That's an awesome responsibility. And I can tell you sometimes the mothers after they have shared for their children. In my case, my mother had 11 children. I can tell you sometimes when these VIPs would share out and give the children, they didn't have enough for themselves. I can tell you sometimes they wanted to buy for themselves a pair of shoes or to buy some clothes, but because of their children, they sacrificed and they gave them all. And that's why I said, you owe respect to your parents. 
will have to honor our VIPs because they have been good to us. So we must respect them. Where I come from, you respect your elderly. I noticed that the younger generations today, how we call them, the new generations, they will pass you and don't even say how to do. They don't see you when they pass you as an adult. They will pass you by, but where I come from, you learn that when you see an adult, you are going to give them the honor. Good morning, sir. Good morning, ma'am. You are going to show them honor. We need to show honor to those who are our elderly, our seniors, our VIPs. Respect is due to them. God has been good. He has blessed us with length of days. Can you imagine? Length of days. In the fourth century, the average life of a human being was 40 years. They would die from diseases. But God has been good to us. He has lengthened our days. We're able to live a little longer and a little healthier because of the invention of science, the knowledge that God has placed in humanity. We're able to live a little longer. God has blessed us with a length of days. When I saw those who were 80 years and 90 standing in church today, I said, God, you are great and you are wonderful. He has blessed you with many days. And so because God has been truly good to us, We've got to celebrate his goodness. David says in Psalm 37 and verse 25, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. God has been good. Look back in your life where the Lord led you from. Look back in your life how he carried you through. The difficulty, the trying moments, how he provided just in time when you needed it, how he helped you through the difficulties. God truly is good. And so we celebrate his goodness because he's an awesome God. And when you reach the VIP age, it's a time the psychologist says that you will do a reflection. Looking back in your life, what you have accomplished or what you have not been able to accomplish and you examine your life and you either feel encouraged to go on or you feel discouraged. When you're a child of God and you have reached this milestone, you look back in your life, it's the time to celebrate the goodness of God. And so God deserves our praise. What did I say? God deserves our praise. Psalm 136 and verse 1, David says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is what? Good for his mercy endures forever. God is truly good to us, my brothers and sisters. So we must give him the praise. He's worthy of the praise. And so when you come into the sanctuary, it's not a time to to be somber and sad. It's not the time to feel as if it doesn't work. It's the time to celebrate the goodness.
unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. But sometimes when we reach the VIP years, we pat ourselves on the shoulder. We look on the wall on all the certificates and all the plaques and all of what suggests that we have accomplished a lot. We think about what we possess and we talk about what we have. We boast about our position and our ability and where we have been. But I want us to look away from ourselves and look to him who brought us through. Let us look away from self and let us look at the one who did it for us, who did it through us. It is not us who accomplished anything. It is God who did it. So here's what David says in Psalm 34 and verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I have a lot to thank the Lord for. At two years old, I should have been dead, but he raised me up. We lived in a place that was very slopey hillside, and my parents built a shop that was on the slope, and the back door was very high. And in those days, the parents would put something, some boards across the doorway, those of you who can remember, across the doorway so that the children at young age would not be able to climb over and hurt themselves. But I don't know what happened, I'm told by my parents that somehow I got over it, fell out the back door, and not a sound came from me. I was knocked out unconscious for hours. But the worst part of it is that there were no doctors nearby. Hospital was 13 miles away. And no one except one individual who lived a mile from my home who had a car. No more means of transportation. But God woke me up after hours. It's the miracle of God that woke me up that I'm alive today. When I was at high school, I was involved in high jump, and I jumped high over the bar, missed the sponge, fell on my back, could have been paralyzed. I saw what we call in Jamaica blinkies. Mental stars are neurological stars. But God spared my life. Nothing happened to me. God kept me. And I know you've had your own pitfalls and your own tragedies, your own trying moments, but God brought you through. We have got to praise the Lord. But here's what I would say to you, VIPs, don't forget God's benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Here's what the psalmist says in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, 
who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like eagles. Do not forget the benefits of the Lord. Do not forget where he has led you and how he brought you through. Don't forget how he delivered you. Don't forget how he protected you. Don't forget how he provided for you. Don't forget how he healed you. God is truly good. Do not forget his benefits. It is for this reason that Lamentation 3 verse 22 and 23 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassion faileth not. They are new every morning. Every morning. Every morning. He, his faithfulness is demonstrated. The sun rises. Fresh air is provided. God provides you with strength in your being. His faithfulness is new every morning. You woke up this morning not because of your alarm clock. It was God who woke you up. I say to those who are young, don't take God for granted, though you are strong and young. Don't take God for granted, though you know where the next meal is. Don't take God for granted because you can get up and do things. Listen to me, my brothers and sisters. God is truly good and it is through his mercies why we survive. Have you thought about this? We need oxygen to survive. A lot of times we take it for granted. We inhale and exhale involuntarily. We don't think about it. But my God is so good that he provides you with oxygen. And he provides the right mixture. 21% oxygen and 79% nitrogen. He mixed it right for you and I to breathe, to inhale and to exhale. If God changes that, we are unconscious or we are dead. If we fail to give God thanks for his goodness, that's pretty bad. You know, I was preaching a sermon and I, and I made the point, just suppose God decides to take vacation. And says, look, I'm going to give human beings a break. I'm going to just take a break. I won't even bother with oxygen or sunlight or food or rain or nothing. I'm going on a month's vacation. Leave humanity and the universe on its own. You better be glad God doesn't take vacation. He's taking care of business even though sometimes we are ungrateful, even though sometimes we're unthankful and unappreciative. God is still good. Do not forget his benefits. I've been seeing what God has done for you. You can't help but serve. 
Hasn't God been good to you? If God has been so good to you, why not serve? God has kept you from conception to this stage of your life. You've got to give him honor and glory with your life. God didn't place you here to stay here in this sinful world forever. You and I are pilgrims. He has prepared a place for us better than here. So he called Abraham in Hebrews. Hebrews mentioned the experience of Abraham, how God called Abraham. And this is what the Bible says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go. 